Welcome back, everybody, to the EPL Boys Podcast. It's your boys back. Hopefully you hear this one. We're back on a Friday, <laughs> ready to review a game that happened, preview some games that happened. Hopefully JD makes some money and answer your questions before we do that. Though, JD, did you make any any mid, midweek bets on some Europa League games? Any yes. of the games that happened midweek? Oh. Fucking, no, fucking It didn't sound like a good yes. God damn it, Arsenal. Arsenal and AC Milan, but mostly Arsenal. Mm pissed me the fuck off i had a great parlay five dollar parlay to win like a hundred some dollars arsenal and milan ruined it today but i didn't win anything i or no i did i did i bet on the u.s women's national team no i think the odds no, were did. too well because yeah the no, odds were way were too, too well. much of a pussy to bet the I over five about and a half it. i should have done it. it it wouldn't it was still <laughs> negative it, it wasn't worth it the risk was 30 bucks the reward was a what like a dollar <laughs> No, the over five and a half, it, the reward would have been like $5 from 30. Yeah. It wasn't Welcome worth to Logan's it. Gambling Corner, where the risks are very high and the rewards are minimal at best. But, Matt, <laughs> how was your week, buddy? Hey, man. I am glad to be here. Hopefully, you guys are listening to this one. And um, <laughs> unlike yeah. and unlike Mr. Logan out there in the southern part of the United States, uh, J.D., doesn't it feel good that like walking outside doesn't hurt your face because it's actually decently warm for once? Yeah, it was like it was like sixty yesterday. Beautiful, it was wild, beautiful. There's still a shit ton of snow. My my car still can't get out of the parking spot because I still have yet to buy a shovel. But um, there's still a bunch of snow built up. But I think in another day or two it'll be melted enough that I can just pull out over it. It looks like it's gonna be close to like the around the fifties all weekend. So I'm hoping mm, by Monday. Yeah. I'm hoping mm, by Monday. I'm hoping by Monday I never see this white shit on my lawn for at least another <laughs> 11 months. Let's uh, get some transparency. The high today in Tallahassee was 83 degrees, so it was I hate actually fu- it was no, it was hot. It was humid because it's been raining. It was trash. But anyway, let's get into th- some game. One game happened over the midweek. Um, we will talk about how me and JD's picks went and Matt's, I guess. But before we do that, let's recap. It leads one three nil over Southampton. Unexpected goals, Leeds won 1.85 to 1.48. Southampton had more possession, 53 to 47. And more shots, 13 to 11. But Leeds created more, or excuse me, they had more shots on target, 7 to 5. Created more chances, 11 to 9. But the same amount of big chances, 2 apiece. Bamford, Dallas, and Rafinha scoring. Leeds, pretty easy victory. Um, JD, unfortunately, he did not score the hat trick like you thought he would. However, Patrick Bamford keeps scoring. Rafinha, low-key, has been extremely good this year. I think he's gone kind of under the weight, uh, under the radar. As wingers have gone this season, he's been exceptional. Leeds, man, this is what they do. They have like two weeks where they suck, and then two weeks where they're good. So, I guess this is their good half of the month right now. I don't know, <laughs> dude. When when they're good, they are great. It's insane. I mean, they they just took control of this game. I they they didn't even have the most possession, but they they just took their chances. I mean, Patrick Bamford, he's in great form. He's been in great form all season. He he looks like he can score in almost any game, even when they're just they're just even when they lose three nothing, 
he looks like he if he gets the right chance he can score he's just clinical and then Rafinha yeah he Rafinha just looks so good all season he's he's one of the better uh new players in the league I would say I mean everybody on Leeds is a new player in the league but new to to playing in England I should say and then Stuart Dallas's goal was fucking sick it was like a toe poke rocket unsavable I I just I really like that goal but overall I mean just the clinical Leeds win Southampton I, I don't know I don't know what they're what they're doing. Honestly, they they have a good team. They just they just can't can't grind out these results. Yeah, I don't know. it it is kind of like up and down for Southampton. Oh, yeah, Bamford by the way, joint tied for third in the Golden Boot right now. Thirteen goals, same as Harry Kane, Son, and Calvert Lewin. Heard only of him? Br- yeah, o- <laughs> only behind Bruno and Mohamed Salah. So that's kind of nuts. Heard yeah, of Matt, him? <laughs> un- Matt, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for you, as our resident Leeds hater. Elites just currently look good, so yeah, good for them, I guess. Give and, it a month and they'll suck again. So, <laughs> what does it matter? But you know what? Honestly, like I've grown to appreciate what Leeds is doing because they are modifying their game plan to actually going up against their opponents instead of just having the same default system against everyone. And I want to go. You guys really went in on Leeds. I'd like to go in on Southampton a little bit, and I'm a little bit disappointed on the fact that they started the first half and the second half with a lot of energy, and you really, really thought that something was going to come of it. You you thought, wow, oh my god, how have the Saints not gotten on the board yet? And oh my god, so many good chances. But then for the last 30 minutes of each half, they're just non-existent. They coasted. They just, I, I. I at the beginning of the season, everyone was talking about Ralph and being like how big of a coach he is, how he's doing really good things for this organization. But you got the back-to-back years with a 9 nothing loss. You've kind of been coasting now for a while. What's My big thought process is outside of the pitch, and that's basically like what is his game plan with this team going forward? Because... Logan, as you said, this team has the ability to go places. They have very good players. This team deserves to be at the upper middle part of the table, not just coasting right down the middle year in year year in and year out. Because if they don't step up their game, it's gonna just take one bag the year before they're fighting relegation. Yeah. And yeah. And their yeah, team gets I, gutted. Yeah, yeah. Which it honestly, with Southampton, with their history of selling players, it could happen literally at any moment. So, fucking no, this is for them. Do I smell James Ward Prowse to Liverpool? Mm. May, mm, any maybe. any team Send that you know the other way. Any team that gets James Ward James Ward Prowse is just getting just oh, class. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like James Ward Prowse and Trent Alexander over free kicks with Robertson, and then like Sal on pins. Like anytime that ball is just standing still. They're scoring pretty much. Imagine, but, imagine he goes to a big six team and he actually gets to play for England. Ooh, mm. Mm. big six meaning like West Ham. You mean like yes, a, yes, Rice, West, yeah, fuck a, yeah, man, that would be a Rice killer Ward for Prowse double pivot. At what? Be, that would be at, great, actually. At what? With with Lingardino in front of them, dude. Oh my god, England's best <laughs> midfield three ever. Who the fuck are Skulls, Gerard and Lampard? Who who are those three? So <laughs> I have actually a question. Heard of them? <laughs> nope. I have I have a question. <laughs> I have a question mm-hmm. for you guys. At what point are we yeah. replacing West Ham with Arsenal as a big six club? Asking mm. for, asking for a friend. I think that it really depends on how West Ham... If, if West Ham get Champions League, there's a conversation. Yeah. 100%. I, I think, actually, like, you got to really think, like, West Ham might be the biggest team in London. They are. Yeah. They, they have been this season. So, I mean, shit. Who knows? But 
before we get into our picks, let's see how the points are. Unfortunately, you guys could not hear the uh, the picks for this game. However, two of us, well, one of us did really well, one of us did good, and one of us unfortunately did not. So, Matt, you want to tell us how we all did? Yes. So, the numbers are a little updated compared to the last time you guys heard, but trust me, hand over my heart, I haven't been editing anything behind the scenes. I, I, I swear. Your fan vote did choose Leeds, so congratulations to all those who voted. You guys did a great job, and you are much smarter. Job, than, you are smarter than I. I came in 100%. at percent. <laughs> I, I I came in at a solid zero. Good, mm. great, good job, Matt. We're we're going places. The first goose egg, actually. Good job, Matt. I hey I, goose I, egg. Hey hey hey. If we were playing golf hey. right now, you all be jealous. Logan, one for one. Very good. Yes, sir. And JD, so for back-to-back weeks, someone on this podcast got their game prediction correct. JD guessed three nothing. JD got three nothing. The Leeds effect. Oh, it's mm-hmm. just so that so guys <laughs> the Bielsa effect. So so guys, when I when when I say it's tight, JD thirty-seven, Logan thirty-eight, Matt thirty-eight. Let's go. <laughs> See, Jay, we're coming back. Guys, coming. we can't this, let this guy come on the pod and then upstage us. This, we, we can't do this. This is tighter than the Syria A race at this point. This is mm. tighter than Logan's asshole. Yeah. This is tighter than a nun's pussy. It's very tight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah, I went there. What? What? Anyway, let's, let's go on to the games before I say something else incriminating. First game, speaking of West Ham, they unfortunately have to play against Manchester City. Man. God, do I want to see West Ham win this game. I, I, I love them. They're fun as hell to watch. Davin Moyes, manager of the year, probably. I'm picking City to win. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to say something nice about West Ham. I do. But I can't because City are probably the best team on the, on the fucking planet right now. I don't think I don't think West Ham, as fun as they've been, as entertaining as they have been, I don't think that they have the testicular fortitude to go and beat Manchester City. Testicular I fortitude. Yep. I just don't think they have it, man. I, what a I, I word. think it'll be a close game. Well, I mean, you know, those two words, but I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a close fun game, but I just think City are just better. Um but you never know. Lingardino hat trick. It, it could happen at any time. But yeah, JD, who are you picking? Um I don't even think West Ham fans expect to win this game. No. I don't think I, I anyone think expects to beat City. Getting, I, I think their their main goal should real I mean, it sucks to say it. You shouldn't try for a draw, but in this kind of matchup, I think any point out of this game would be the best for West Ham because they're they're riding high. If they can draw City, that would be one of the one of the results of the season for them and for most people. But I I don't I don't see anything but a City win. I the odds the betting odds we'll get to those later on this game and listen up. But um, yeah, no City are definitely gonna win. There's just I, I don't think anybody can really argue against them. Honestly, I would say they could they could win out. I, I just it'd be insane. Yeah, it'd be they insane. Could. They'd break. They would probably break a points record or something. Their own, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I think I, I think they might be mathematically unable to get a hundred points. I think they're like a couple really? points away. Yeah, I think so because they're only on what like fifty fifty eight at this point, fifty nine or something like that. Here, let me look at the table. We're going live. That's true. Right now. And there's only looking, well, no, they have a game in hand. The so they, they have ten games yeah, left. They have thirteen games left. 13, and they oh, have 13, yeah. 58 points, or excuse me, 59. So if they win 
all 13 games has 39 points. 39 plus 59 is 98. So they mathematically cannot break their own points record. Damn. Yeah. Which, honestly, that goes to show you how fucking nuts getting 100 points in the league was. Oh, yeah. How absolutely insane that was. And then Knicks are getting 98. But, Matt, JD said he doesn't see any any reason to pick against City. Are you going to disagree with him? Uh, Please do. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, I am definitely not. No. Um, Again, all respect to West Ham. They, if there's any team in the league that is just going to absolutely ride City until the final minutes, it's West Ham. It's that system. David Moyes. It can happen. This is a game where if City lost, yes, it would be surprising. Yes, it would be sh- like a, a lot of people would be in awe. But at the same time, I wouldn't really be surprised. City are coming off of a Champions League week. It's. There's a lot of different variables, but I'm sorry. My money is going to be on Manchester City. I just think that they just still, even though they just played, still have a little bit too much star power to go up against West Ham. And again, all credit to West Ham. But guys, bringing up the fan vote, guys, this was way closer than I thought it would be. Really? A 60-40 spread. This was the 60-40. This was the 60-40 Manchester City just edging out West Ham. So, guys, we have a lot of fans that are back in the hammers. And like I said, this could be a surprise. This could be the game that it all just turns and twists. So, who knows, guys? Gotta love, uh, gotta love that 7 a.m. EPL morning. I know, right? There's like, Ugh. there's, dude, that's 7 a.m. We're gonna get to another 7 a.m. game that shouldn't be a 7 a.m. There's just a lot of fucking bullshit 7 a.m. games. But next game. West Brom versus Brighton and Hove Albion. This game, I, I have some feelings about it, but before I get to mine, JD, what's what's your pick? Who do you think is going to win or draw? You know, normally, normally I would say mm-hmm. Brighton should win because they they are the better team. I I, can, I cannot say that enough. They they are the better team, but the way Brighton have been playing lately, and the way West Brom have kind of been able to sometimes get results not usually but you never know i i'm gonna go a draw here honestly i i just i don't know what it is brighton brighton are just off off their fucking mark with with the season i they, they started out well they were playing well and then all of a sudden they just can't get wins ex- unless it's against or unless it's like a fucking draw against liverpool but um yeah i'm gonna go draw here mm, okay matt who are you picking i myself as well Agree with JD. Uh, although West Brom Valiant are doing a much, much better job than I originally thought they would at this point of the season, they're great up until the point they have to finish. And West Brom are going to put five in the back with two holding midfielders. And I think, I honestly think the Seagulls are going to hold 75% of this ball. But they don't have the guys to open up play and they don't have the guys to score the goals unless this is coming off of a free kick situation it's not my points pick but this game could easily end 0-0 yeah Brighton man Brighton need to win this game they're four points out of the drop zone they have been not good this year and I'm starting to get on I'm starting to get on the kind of like why is Grant Potter getting all this love take because if he was really that good of, of a manager that people what that people say that he is he wouldn't be four points above Fulham right now with how good Brighton can be 
So I don't know. I'm kind of like I I do think I do think Grand Porter's a good manager, but like I think he's starting to get slightly overrated by people, mainly because he's English. I don't know, but man, because both of you picked a draw, I want to pick Brighton to win. But this just screams a game. Brighton will have 25 shots and like four will be on target, and they just won't score more than one goal. I don't think. So I'm I'm also going with draw. I I can't bring myself to pick Brighton to win. I don't have any faith in them. I just don't. Now, it's it's especially of late going forward. They just fucking they as as I believe I said on the last podcast. They if we're going fucking ball power rankings, they're above Leeds at the moment because they just shoot whenever the fuck they feel like it. Will it hit the target? Will it go in? Who knows? So they they are prime fucking ball right now. But Matt, who do the fans pick? Guys, we have three one hundred percent votes this week, and this is one of them. That's right. <laughs> That's Guys, right. What Brian team have y'all been watching? That's right. You, Wait, you don't give an option for a draw. You don't give an option for a draw. Oh, well, if it, if the vote splits, it's a draw, which actually comes up a couple times on our picks this Ooh. week. Yeah, that's Yeah, but right. I would have selected a draw. All right, well, you yell at the Instagram gods to give me a third vote option, okay? <laughs> mm. I guess JD does not know. Exactly. Yeah, I, I wish I knew how <laughs> to work draw social media. Well, he couldn't, but um, okay, guys. I do guys. not know. If anyone Fans? if anyone knows Mark Zuckerberg's faith. number, please give me give me his number. I'd like to just ask for a third button, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I just have I just have one question. Well, actually, two. One, why do you look like that? Two, can I get a third option, please, on Instagram? Can questions? I have some money to pay off my student loans? <laughs> also, yeah, okay. I have three questions. Actually. <laughs> All right. Next game: Leeds versus Villa. This game is gonna be good. I think this is gonna be a fucking awesome game. Thank God it's not at 7 o'clock. I can't wait for this game. Hopefully Jack Grealish is back for this game. I know he missed the last one for Villa. I don't know if that was because of rest or injury. I actually didn't look. So hopefully he is back. But, uh, yeah, Matt, who are you picking in this game? Uh, I hate to uh, break your heart on this one, but it has listed that Grealish is going to be out at least until the beginning of March as well. F's in chat. As well. Matty Cash is also out until about ooh, mid-March. Ooh, so yeah. That's a big blow. Uh, I- I'm telling you right now, Originally, everyone healthy. This game screams four four, but yeah, this game screams ridiculous. Yeah. but no Grealish, no party. It's leads all the way. Mm, okay, all right. I'm gonna agree with you. I think it is. I think it is still leads again. We're at that kind of two to three week stretch where leads are gonna play good. In a month, we'll revisit leads because who knows how the fuck they're gonna be playing. But yeah, I'm gonna pick leads. I just think leads currently are just a more informed team than Villa. They're a little bit stronger. And, like, Leeds aren't really missing anyone. Like, Villa is currently... Like, Villa's missing Grealish. Like, Grealish is such an important cog in that machine. And that's kind of the thing with Leeds. Like, Leeds don't really have that one really, really important guy. Except maybe, like, Calvin Phillips. Just for, like, the back line to hold some sort of structure together. But well, That's who they're missing. I think yeah. Calvin Phillips is out. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm, he's, I'm, he's still, gonna go with, I'm still gonna go with Leeds, though. I do think Leeds are a better team. They're more informed. I think Leeds are gonna win. JD, who are you picking? I mean, yeah, I'm not backing down from my Leeds boys. Uh, I've been riding you them all season. I do, I do. I don't know what it is. I just, I like Patrick Bamford. They're I like how they play. Dude. They're just an adrenaline, like infused team. I, I just, I'm just thinking of the first game, the first Liverpool game of the season was against Leeds, and it ended four three. three and I awesome love everything about it. I was literally driving home from the beach watching that game on my phone. I had to like have my girlfriend switch seats with me so she was driving so I could watch it on my phone. <laughs> 
electric. I fucking loved it. And from then on, I was just like, I'm on the fucking Leeds hype train. Like, I, I just love the way they play. Sometimes they lose four to one, and then sometimes they win five to four. Like, I, I love it. It's just, it's just so entertaining. So I'm not backing down from Leeds. And with Villa, without Jack Relish is a different Aston Villa. So if Leeds mm-hmm. can just convert their chances like they did midweek, if they can play like that, this will be a very convincing win by Leeds United. Hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Matt, who are the fans pick? Boys, we have an even split. This mm, game. Let's go. That doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. That doesn't surprise me at all. The fans went right down the middle on this one. This is our first ever fan pick draw. So one one for the memories, boys. We'll see how it turns out. <laughs> Ball strategy, Cod. Let's see how it plays out. Next game, Newcastle and Wolves. Wolves team very lucky against uh against Leeds. Holy shit. I I still can't fucking believe that goddamn own goal. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Against a Newcastle team struggling in form, very close to Fulham for 18th place. I really don't think they can afford to lose this game. But I still think Wolves are just a better team. I'm picking Wolves to win. Wolves have confidence. Wolves are kind of going on a little a little string of like good good runs here and there. Newcastle just no confidence right now. Like, Alan St. Maximin's the only thing keeping that team going, at least forward-wise right now. He's the only consistent thing in that team. And one guy isn't going to, I don't think, beat this Wolves team right now with how they're playing. So I'm going to pick Wolves to just outright win. JD, who are you picking? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I'm going to pick Wolves because they are they are just the better team. Newcastle have had their moments this season, a lot of them involving Alan St. Maximin. But if he if he has any semblance of an off day, any team can beat them. Anybody can. And this Wolves team, if they have an on day, man, they're one of the better teams in the league. I mean, Pe- Pedro Neto, if he gets going, if Adama Traore gets going, Traore is well the own goal, but he created it. I mean, that was that shot was insane. But I, we the listeners didn't get to hear my response to it, uh, and in midweek because I fucking hate technology and my file got corrupted, so we couldn't you know, put out an episode, but, um, yeah, that, that goal was insane. If, if, if Trower can play like that again and Neto's on form, I just, I see nothing but a Wolves win. All right, Matt, who are you and the fans going with? Yeah, we're getting boring on this podcast. Cause once again, for, I feel the, like it'll change. Though. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I have to go with Wolves here. I mean, I'll, I just, Anything Newcastle has done recently has just not been good enough, and I really thought the injection of St. Maximum would have been the spark that kind of launched this team into doing something different, but I just reflect back to last week when they played against United, and United didn't play well and still absolutely bullied Newcastle, and I'm thinking to myself, this Wolves team, this is a game that they know they need to win. They need three points because this is what's going to push them to go to the top part of the table and stay there. I think Wolves are playing for a lot more than pride, and I think Newcastle is playing for just that. I think they're just playing for pride at this point. So I think Wolves will take it. And guys, every single person voted for Wolves. That's right. That is our second of three games the fans have voted 100% are going to mm. win. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems like Newcastle, if it, I don't see any fight in them. You know, they're going to need fight if they're going to not get relegated because we're going to talk about Fulham in a little bit. 
Actually, like, right now, honestly. Um, and, I yeah, I just don't really believe that Newcastle have to fight in them. But next game, Crystal Palace and Fulham. Technically, a London derby. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, JD, who are you picking in this? Funny enough, London derby. Um, I have Crystal Palace. Okay. Just because I've said it, I've said it a lot of times this season, when Crystal Palace, they can be good. They can be good when they choose to. When Christian Benteke is scoring like last-minute winners for you, lights out for wherever you're playing next because they're on form. Fucking that that Benteke goal, Jesus fucking Christ! I just I and Fulham are not a great team. They've had some fight in them lately, grinding out results, and with Newcastle slipping, it's this battle for relegation is going to be really intense come the end of the season. But I I see Palace grinding out a good win here, maybe like a two-one, maybe yeah. Probably, probably mm, two one. Okay. I, I would guess. Not my lock, but mm, okay. Matt, who are you picking? I am going the opposite of JD. We have our first disagreement on this episode. Fulham are riding this high. They're playing with a ton of energy, and they're going at teams. They're not afraid. They know that these next few games are going to be the most important of the entire season. They see Newcastle and Brighton both struggling at this moment and for the first time all season Fulham see it in that locker room that this is something that they can do they can get out of this hole they can get themselves out of the relegation battle and they can stay up in the prem and you know what I think they're gonna do it with games like this I think they're gonna do it Crystal Palace don't show me energy I think back to that last game Crystal Palace was non-existent outside of two offensive plays and two worldy goals it's not like they were big team goals they were literally playing out of your skin goals and if they don't get those moments they don't score Wilfred Zaha is still not expected to be back for this game and I just I don't have it in me to choose Crystal Palace I think Fulham are gonna push to get the win there Mm, okay all right Uh, we have a three-way disagreement because do you know who has the most amount of draws in the entire league this year Brighton do you know who has the most? Who has the second most draws though? Fulham. Fulham draw a lot of games, and this just screams a draw to me. I'm going with a draw, but I think if if you're Fulham, you take a draw. If you know all of our other predictions are correct, and if Newcastle draw points again, because any points gained right now on Newcastle is a big deal. So I mean, I I think that Fulham are a good team. Honestly, they they are they are a solid team. Out of like all the bottom seven teams, they have the second best goal difference. I mean. Only like Brian, because Brian for some Brian have no reason honestly being in 16th with how pretty solid their team is. So them being kind of down, there's a little bit of a fluke. But Fulham are genuinely not a terrible team. They don't get blown out. They're hard to really put away. They are a tough opponent with some with some good, decent defense. I mean, they have a fucking Real Madrid goalkeeper right now. That's wow. that's still fucking crazy. To okay, how many games Ariel is he back for there? Him? It, it's no, but it's just kind of crazy to just say that that he's you currently say playing for he, Fulham. He played a full you know? season for PSG, which is wild. That's the more wild thing. He no, yeah, but he actually played here, for PSG. And he's out here with and he's out here playing for fucking Fulham, hoping to try to get him out of relegation. It's because he's not good. It's because he's not good. He, he is. I I I personally think Ariola Lindapel is quite average. I think he is mid. I think he's an average. He's not that. Player. I don't good. think he's. I don't think he's good, but I don't think he's bad. I think he's average. But yeah, I'm going with. The I draw. didn't say he was bad, Chris. Crystal Palace need, like, individual moments of brilliance to win games, as we saw with the last game with Mateta's goal and Benteke's goal. I just don't think that they're going to get two again. Like, 
in like back-to-back games. I just don't. So I'm going to go with a draw for this. So we all disagree. Um, uh, Matt, who do the fans go with? They had to go with one of us. And for the second time this episode, the fans are split. We are at a draw. Let's so, go, fans. So, Logan, you you are backed here while JD and I stand alone. Come on, boys. Come on, boys. Let's go. Let's go, fans. We got this. Next game. Again, another 7 o'clock game. Yay. Leicester and Arsenal. This is a big game. It's a big game for both of these clubs. Leicester trying to just... Leicester, I believe if they go top, they're second. So if United draw points, Leicester could be second to the table. Just absolutely nuts. Arsenal, they've had such a roller coaster season so far, dude. Uh, to beat a team like Leicester would be huge for them going forward. So, Matt, who are you picking in this game? I mean, at least with me, the, the safe bet here is Leicester. But I don't want to take anything away from Arsenal at all. This is a team that is in some good form. Obama Yang is starting to find his form, which is massive if Obama. you're in Austin. Yeah, exactly. The only thing is, I, I just look at, I just, I think down to it, I think it's going to come down to defenses in this game. And I happen to just back Leicester's defense a lot more than I back Arsenal's defense. And I just feel like... Reasonable. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Again, I think this is going to be a shootout. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. But I just think Leicester are just going to edge out Arsenal just a little bit. But this is another one of those games I really wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal turn around and win 3-1. Okay, okay. I'm going to agree with you. I think it's going to be a close Leicester win. Um, I just have more faith in Leicester going forward as a unit than I do with Arsenal. Like... It's really just Masaki and Aubameyang, really. I mean, like, Lacazette's had his moments whenever no one else really had him. So, I mean, like, someone has to score. But, like, I don't know who's going to play right wing for them. Whoever it is usually doesn't do that well, let's be honest. Um, there's, I, They're really trying to figure out if, if Odegaard is worth playing over ESR right now. I don't know. Plus, I, I just, again, like you said, I have way more faith in Leicester's backline as well and their midfield. I think they're just a better team position by position. Plus, I mean, with Vardy, you never know. He can score a hat-trick in literally any game. He's, he's just such a shifty bastard. So, I th- I think Leicester are going to eke it out. I think it's going to be... I think I think it's going to be kind of close because I do think Arsenal are in good form and they are still a good team. But I'm picking Leicester to win. So, J.D., who are you picking? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go make it a trifecta. Leicester City. I our Arsenal shit the bed uh, mid, midweek in the Europa League uh, for my betting uh, stance, so I'm not gonna bet on them this weekend. Um, but also, yeah, Arsenal—they're—they've had an up and down season, and they're gonna go up against a really good Leicester team, a really pissed off Leicester team because they also got well, no, not also Arsenal went through, but Leicester got knocked out of the Europa League, so now they're mm-hmm. pissed off because now all they really have is the Premier League, and they can—they can seriously, you know, put, make a push for Champions League spots. And I just I think they're gonna put all their eggs in the Premier League basket. So I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think Arsenal is gonna be able to cope with Leicester's attack. I is is Madison gonna be back? I know he didn't play in the Europa League game. Um, I, forget, I don't, I don't know. know if he was just rested uh, or injury. Yeah. On, I don't remember. But on the EPL app, on the EPL app, I think he's listed as like seventy five percent chance to play. So okay. Well, I could see Hopefully him coming off the bench then if if he's able to. That that would be a huge boost for Leicester. But their their attack, I mean. Even without him, even without him, with Harvey Barnes and Vardy, uh, Tielemans ch- chips in a lot with with the goals and assists. I it's just that's that's tough. 
that's tough to go up against against a relatively poor Arsenal side when it when it really comes down to it. Yeah, they've gotten some really good wins this season, but for for their standards where they are on the table, it's just not good enough. And I think I think Leicester are just the better team right now. Okay. All right. Matt, fans, who are they backing? They are also going with Leicester. It wasn't a complete 100% vote, but yes, Leicester did take the fan vote on this one. Okay. Next game, Tottenham versus Burnley. Worst game of the week. Uh, this is this is my alert. Jose- Worst game of the week. Oh, oh. Okay, well then, Matt, who are you going with in this Jose Mourinho against the guy who Jose Mourinho has pictures of his wall about? This, he just wishes he was Sean Dyke. This, dude, this is going to be the most boring. Again, this is not my points bet, but this is going to be the most boring one nothing Tottenham win you are ever going to say. Because this is that's lit. Like I just these both these teams sit back and counter. So what are they going to do for 90 minutes? I I like I really don't want to be like mean and insult people and stuff like that, but like it's literally Brexit ball versus Brexit ball and I just want no part of this game. Yeah. Please wait, uh, isn't this game also at 7:30? This is the 9 o'clock. I think nine? this is the 9 o'clock game. Flip this with Leicester and Arsenal. Please. Please, for the love of God, flip this with Leicester and Arsenal. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree. I think Tottenham are going to eke out a victory just barely. There's like a 99.9% chance it's going to end 1-0. But, man, there's like, in my, in my head, there's like that 0.1% chance. And this somehow ends like 3-3. I don't know how. I don't know where the three goals are going to come from, from Burnley. I don't know why it would ever happen. But it's just in the back of my mind, like, you know, are you saying there's a chance? I feel like there's a chance this game might be a screener, but... If we're going with the safe bet, the safe bet is this game is going to fucking suck. And I'm picking, as well, a pretty boring Tottenham win. So, J.D., who are you picking? Lock it in right now. Nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Nil-nil draw. Okay. That is my points pick. Nil-nil draw. This is going to be nine players behind the ball with one player forward on both sides. This is going to be Harry Kane versus Ashley Barnes just fist fighting in the center of the circle. Everyone else is going to be on their respective sides of the field. That's all it is. It's gonna be a boxing match in the in the center circle. That is this game. Can we make that I happen? Just, it's, like, oh can, my god, that'd be hilarious. Like, uh, I think it's, no, I, that I think Burnley would like clean sweep that. Harry you, Kane would get hit so hard by Ashley Barnes, he would talk normally. <laughs> oh, like, my, I, oh my god! How? <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> that's kind of mean. But you Barnes know what? would would beat would beat the literacy <laughs> into into Harry Kane. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, is Lurice it? <laughs> would get like, Larice would have good driving abilities beat into him, or just like good. <laughs> he would have good decision making slapped into him. I'll, I'll just say that. But yeah, Matt fans, who are they going with? Who are they backing? The fans are also going with Tottenham. But actually, one question mm-hmm. I have for you guys is: Josie loses this game. Hmm. Is, is that it? Is is, is it? I, probably like I think I think I, I I think he might be sacked if he loses this game like genuinely with how bad Tottenham have been and how shit their form has been if he loses this game like yeah I could 100 like, see him getting sacked d- to be honest like, with you dude I don't remember the exact number I'm looking up the exact number right now but I, they are they are almost ten points they are nine points out of the top four and they are only 
you know, they're about four or five points away from Euro like Europa again. But guys, Josie was not brought in to keep these guys in Europa League. Like, Harry Kane is not going to stick around for Europa League. Like, at what point does Dan Levy turn around and just go, hey, Josie, it was fun. Here's $30 million. Can you just, like, not come back? <laughs> Leave your I think that's been his plan all along. The big payout. Earlier than yeah. earlier than suspected. Usually it takes three years. <laughs> this might only take a year and a half. <laughs> He's getting paid more in half the time. I think that's pretty smart by Jose. Hey, listen. Jose Marino needs... He needs to teach, like, a college course on, like, economics and, like, how to just fucking finesse 30 I mil just, out of every single job that you've ever had. I just don't understand how these owners continue to turn around and be like, hey, a, a, an early termination clause on a Josie contract? <laughs> this, you've this, never this, left this, a club yeah, early before. This, this, this is easy money for me. There's no way this blows back in our face. He's going to be here <laughs> for a decade. He's going to He's gonna leave on a, on a shining horse in triumph in 10 years on his own terms no no we won't hey man, sack him. listen it's 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 starting to turn in spring it's getting nice outside you know maybe jose wants just you know maybe wants an early vacation you know what i mean maybe next game though this is uh the big matchup the big top six matchup the big six matchup chelsea versus manchester united and i'm locking in a 1-1 draw these games suck every fucking time they're always bad Every single time. This game before was nil-nil. Every time Chelsea plays a big opponent, they're not very good. Every time United plays a big opponent, they're not very good. This is going to be a pretty shitty 1-1. Probably, like, pro honestly, two penalties. Jorginho and a Bruno pin in this game. Probably. Wouldn't shock me. If that happens, I'll, if that happens, I want two points. I swear. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But this, this, I, this game screams both, I honestly, a repeat of the first game with both teams managing to score at least once. I don't see this game being anything more than a 1-1 draw because they always suck. Oh, look at this big fucking top four matchup, big four matchup. Oh, my God. And it's shit. I'm going 1-1. Matt, what are you going with? All right. Did everyone just hear what Logan just said? So if if you didn't, I want you to, on Spotify, you can bounce back 15 seconds. Hit that twice. It's going to start with what he said. Okay, good, because that's mm -hmm. exactly what I said, except I'm going to up his 1-1 one, one to a 0-0. Zero, zero. I'm locking in my numbers pick as well. 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> this game is going to be nothing. This game is going to be two or three big chances in we're total. We're not falling for it again, NBC. No, we're not. We're not falling nope. for it again. Arlo White. Fuck you guys. I'm calling we it, know this game's going to suck. I'm calling it the Arlo White curse. Every big game he calls, it's nothing. So, yeah. I, I, Give me Peter Drury or nothing. I, I'm inside the mind of terrible matchups. I, I'm with just Arlo White. It, but no, but you know what? It's <laughs> I'd buy that book. Um, again, Logan, <laughs> it's 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 exactly what Logan said though. Like these games, especially with United and especially with Chelsea, never live up to the hype. They never do. Both teams can't afford to lose. At the end of the day, it'll hit like the 65th, 70th minute. Maybe teams will start to stretch it out a little bit, but not enough to actually do anything with the ball. Yeah, I I'm sorry. This game screams like just, yeah, it's, this is this is not. It's a draw. It's going to be a draw. So all of our three game picks for like the scoreline are 1-1, 0-0, and 0-0. We don't have a lot of faith in some of these games. But yeah, J.D., <laughs> 
Are you tripling down on this game going to be just awful? Uh, well, okay. Here's the thing. I do think this game will be okay. terrible. This, like you, like both of you have said, every single time there's one of these big top four, top six matchups. That just this season, it's really just this season. They just fail to fucking deliver. They're just awful. And this will not be any different. But I think it'll be nil-nil up until, like, the 85th minute, and then Bruno Bruno will get some bullshit fucking VAR penalty, and it'll end 1-0 Manchester United. So I'm going to go Manchester United because it always happens. And um, I can't wait for all my Manchester United fans to not let me hear the end of it. So, uh, yeah, Manchester United, 1-0 <laughs> so, Bruno penalty in the in the last, like, 5 to 10 minutes. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, so uh, uh, somebody picked one nil United, and it wasn't Matt, uh, which is kind of crazy. Uh, are you saying there's a chance? <laughs> are you saying you there's a chance? Judy. What's going on here? There, nothing, <laughs> yeah, there, nothing would would make me laugh harder than for Chelsea to just absolutely destroy United. I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. To kind of break it down into more like a tactical standpoint, Chelsea, they're still figuring, they're still figuring shit out under Tuchel. Um, and Tuchel is a man who's a very good manager. I feel like he's going to take Bruno out of the game. I think he's going to play Conte, and Conte's just going to man-mark Bruno the entire fucking time. And if there's one human being on the fucking planet I don't want my star attacker to get marked by, it's N'Golo Conte. Like, every time. And United kind of rely on individual moments of brilliance to win games a lot of times. And we've seen whenever teams just single out Bruno and they don't let him do anything, United do tend to struggle. But at the same time... Chelsea literally couldn't score if 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 they were just given a hundred shots, they'd miss a hundred. Like they can't hit any targets. They just absolutely can't. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, but they just can't fucking hit the target. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like Chelsea are probably gonna play a better game, but just miss a lot. And like they should probably score. They should probably score like three in this game, but they'll probably only score one because that's just what they do. So next game, second to last game, Sheffield. Versus Liverpool, Matt, what's your pick? Yeah. Oh, actually, we forgot to do the fan pick for the last one. Oh, uh, the fans yeah, just the slightly, fuck, the the, the fans just <laughs> slightly edged out with Manchester United taking it. So, hey, thanks everyone for having faith in my soccer team. Uh, now to transition to the next game. Uh, yeah, I don't care what slump Liverpool is in. I I, I don't care it's it's sheffield united and only teams named manchester united lose to teams like sheffield united liverpool will take this they'll take this easy i see multiple goals i see confidence i see that big jurgen klopp smile yeah that's it i just liverpool okay jd what's your pick um liverpool needed this matchup they really did they've had a shit couple weeks with results and just teams they've been playing. So they really needed, they, they needed the little guy to just beat the fuck out of. Um, and I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that'll happen. I'm, I'm not super confident that it'll be a convincing win, but I do think that Liverpool will win this game. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping for a convincing one. I'm hoping for like maybe at least three goals scored by Liverpool, maybe a Mane goal for once, maybe a Firmino goal for once. Like it's been ages since I've seen either. It's mostly just been Salah banging him in. That's why he's leading the Golden Boot race. But I just I, nothing. Sheffield can't do anything. I, I I don't even like. I would say like oh Brewster can't play against Liverpool. He's on loan, but that wouldn't even help. I, I just that wouldn't help them because they can't get the ball to him. 
which is why he hasn't. I don't. Mm-hmm. He hasn't scored yet for them this season. No, he barely played. Like he's. I don't think. Yeah, he has barely played. played in games. Yeah, he. Yeah, he. He played a lot in the beginning. He. They just couldn't get the ball to him, so it looked like he was playing poorly. He just wasn't. He wasn't given chances. But um, yeah. I just. I don't know. I. I just Ramsdale has not looked good, and I. A good shot on target is gonna go in in this game from Liverpool. I think I, this is just the perfect matchup for them. If they could just, they, they're gonna be talking. They're gonna be talking about it all week, with like in training. Like this is a great opportunity to get confidence back with certain players, uh, try new things. Because because you know like a guy like Curtis Jones can be able to dribble a fuck around the midfield of Sheffield United, and that's perfect. He needs a game like this to just try try little tricks. You know like try try some long passing. Trent is going to pass the fuck out of the Sheffield defense. Like, it's going to be insane. But, I, I, and again, I'm hoping for a big win, but it's going to be a win either way because Liverpool have been dog shit recently. Yep. Uh, man, I I just have this thing of suspicion in the back of my mind. Liverpool are still going to manage to draw points in this game just because I've scarred from the last two months. But Liverpool will beat Sheffield. I, I have almost confidence. Jota is back in full training. Good to see. Hopefully he'll at least be on the bench for this game. Um, with Henderson now being out, I would love to see Naby Keita start this game because he would destroy Sheffield's midfield. He, I, if, I want to see him and Thiago play on the same fucking team. I would love nothing more than to see those two motherfuckers play just so Thiago can get a midfielder that can actually, like, go forward, really. So he's not playing with with fucking Wijnaldum and, and Milner every other game. That's what I want to see. I, I want to see Naby Keita start. Every, pretty much everybody else in the midfield is fucking hurt. Um, Kabek, I don't know who's going to play center back with him. Maybe Phillips, probably Phillips. Which so didn't look bad. Be it didn't look how, bad last week. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how that works. But, yeah, I, I mean, I... I want Naby Keita to work so well. But, and also, whenever Naby Keita plays, Sadio Mane plays better. Like, him and Sadio Mane have really good link of play. I think Naby is going to, if he doesn't start, at least come off the bench for, like, at least half an hour. Just get the motherfucker. Like, he's he's fit, finally, for the first time in, like, three months. He's only going to be fit for about a month. Play him. Because this is your only opportunity, too, because he's just going to get hurt at training again in a month. So, I think Liverpool are going to win handily. But, Matt... Who are the fans backing? Yeah, it wasn't 100%, but it was pretty damn close. Liverpool to take the win, at least from the fans' point of view. All right. And the final game, the Monday game, Everton versus Southampton. Everton riding a high, getting their first Merseyside Derby win in Anfield in about 20 years. And Southampton, a team just really struggling to find form right now. Everton as well with Calvert-Lewin being back. I think Everton are going to win this game. I think Everton are a good squad. I think they're going to win this game outright. I think they're just a better team than Southampton right now. Shout out to Everton's center backs as well. Um, Michael Keane has been really, really, really good this year. He's been exceptional. Luka Dinier's pretty much moved into midfield, which he just should be. He's, he's such a good fucking player, man. And... They're just like, Richarlison scored finally, so he's got some form. I just think Everton are really finding some form right now that they needed because they were inconsistent there for a little bit, but I think Everton are going to outright win this game. Matt, who are you picking? Oh, oh yeah. Um, case in point over the last few weeks, Southampton just, uh, they just look all over the place. They don't look 
they just don't look like they have a formal game plan. And if they do have a formal game plan, holy shit, are they nowhere near where they need to be. Uh, yeah, Everton have been looking good. Everything that you said, I can just piggyback off of. This is just, this is an easy decision for me. Everton all day. All right. And JD, final pick. Well, I guess the penultimate pick is not the fan pick. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Southampton have just not looked good. And going up against a very informed Everton side who just had, I would call it the biggest result in of the season, if not of the last couple seasons, finally beating Liverpool at Anfield, which is, it hurts to say, but, you know, built different, Anfield, you know. All streaks have to end, man. Anfield's so hard to win it. and even Liverpool can't do it right can't now, Can't hold dude. it for so, 20 years, you know. 20, 20 years, you got to give them one. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one, mm. but um, but yeah, Everton are gonna win. They're they're just the better team right now, anyway. So there's there's not really much else to say about it. Yeah, and also it also still feels like for Southampton, Ings just never really recovered from that injury he got earlier in the season. I still feel like he's gonna be injured, and whenever you have he who must not be named as your pretty much main goal scoring threat going forward, it just this string of games is kind of what happens whenever you only have Mister Mister, you know him as your line striker but matt <laughs> let's you. round us off with the fan picks and guys with our final fan pick it is a 100 percent unanimous everton to win mm. all righty so with that let's see if jd can make some individual picks and save some money i fucking love this song Welcome to JD's Gambling Corner, where every pick is a lock and dreams really do come true. These opinions are solely mine and should not constitute financial advice in any way. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, please seek the advice of a gambling addiction hotline. Oh, I almost had it perfect there. Almost. Stuttered a little bit. It's the beer talking. But, gotta put that disclaimer, you know. Don't want anybody suing me Natty for uh, financial advice. Because it is just betting. This is JD's Gambling Corner, where I give you all the great bets... Um, they don't always hit, but when they do, I feel better about myself because I made people money. First one, <laughs> I have th- well, first one of three of, of individual games. I got Man City versus West Ham. Now, listen up. I think Man City are going to win this game. Hands down, they will win this game. But the odds, the betting odds on West Ham to pull out a victory here, which if I can think of any team right now in the Premier League that could beat Man City, it would be West Ham. Because they would pull it out of their ass somehow. David Moyes and just Jesse Lingard would just fucking do it. I don't think it'll happen, but the odds were plus 1,100 for West Ham to win, which is just insane for one of the best teams in the league going up against the best team. Usually the odds wouldn't be that good. But at plus 1,100, I'm just throwing five bucks on West Ham. I just to win fifty five dollars. Yeah, like, plus eleven hundred. Yeah, you, you that that's that's just good odds. That's that's, yeah. that's just like where the odds outweigh like what you think is gonna happen. This is exactly why a couple weeks ago when Sheffield beat United, I literally put three dollars on Sheffield. They were at plus a thousand, so I won thirty dollars on that bet because you don't you don't not put a couple bucks on that bet just if you just see. I don't I don't look for it, but if I notice principle. 
like out of principle, I don't look. I don't look for the underdog versus the, one of the better teams. I just if I notice it, which this is where it happened. Like I noticed, I was like, oh man, West West Ham at plus eleven hundred. Yeah, I'm gonna throw five dollars on that because if for some fucking reason it happens, I'm gonna be that's gonna make my weekend. So I I'm not I'm not saying this is a good bet. I'm saying it's very low risk, very high reward, and it wouldn't be that bad to throw a couple bucks on it. But next one I think is a pretty safe bet Aston Villa versus Leeds over four and a half goals which easy means money. five goals have to be mm. scored easy, easy money. money I both of these teams leaky defenses and Leeds are just gonna have shots on shots on shots they're gonna look like some fucking college sorority girl at a bar with no money but she's kind of hot shots 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 um plus 360 for over four and a half goals five dollars will win you 18 bucks I think it's easy money like, like like Matt just said, it's I, nothing easy. To, I... <laughs> nothing more to say about it. But third game for individuals, Leicester versus Arsenal. I got Leicester winning. I just I couldn't pick another individual game. I think there's a lot of good matchups that are hard to bet on this week. Um, but I think I just I, I said it earlier when we were, when we we're doing our picks. I think Leicester are just they're mad. They're mad that they that they got knocked out of the Europa League. But also they only have one focus now. Arsenal went through in Europa League, and they're they're really going to focus on the Europa League more more so than the league, I think, with their position. Mm-hmm. So I really have Leicester winning this uh, at plus one fifty. Ten bucks gets you fifteen. Um, yeah, it's not a huge reward from your bet, but I think it's I'm I'm pretty confident in it. But now we're going to get to uh, JD's parlay of the week, weekly parlay of the week. Excuse me. Now. <laughs> I'm very confident in this one. So I got, it's a four-team bet or four-game bet. I got Leeds beating Villa. I got Wolves beating Newcastle. I got Palace beating mm. Fulham, and I got Liverpool beating Sheffield. Don't fucking say anything. Don't fucking say anything, Logan. It's in my part. It's, it's in my part. I'd like to change my vote. I'd, li- I'd like to change my vote. <laughs> I'd like to change my vote. Hold on. Can we go back to the Sheffield United Liverpool game? I'd like to change my vote. <laughs> Okay, so those four results. Logan, do you really think Sheffield are going to beat Liverpool? Come on, Googling plane tickets to Philadelphia, or oh Pennsylvania, where the fuck you live. I don't live in Philly. I live I live like an hour and a half outside Philly. I live in Amish country. Don't tell Just, me your location. He lives. I'm he on lives way. right next to the <laughs> you, Amish you know people. Where I like, live. make me have to find you. Once you start, well, I so, live ten minutes. We'll prolong the process. Just start. I live okay. ten minutes. JD, JD, hold on. Make this okay. This is man to man. Matt, shut up. Okay. Jay, <laughs> if Liverpool somehow draw points to Sheffield because of this, it's it is a curse. Like it's a meme at this point. But if they somehow draw points to Sheffield now, it's a curse. Okay. Well You have to stop. You're a man with a problem. Whatever. I was gonna say I live ten minutes from Hershey, <laughs> Pennsylvania, which is where Christian Pulisic is from. So um mm. yeah. I'm I'm kind of famous. He uh yeah, he, he played in the same yeah. like uh, travel leagues as I did because I grew up around here. But um, yeah, so those four matchups plus 2,274 odds, which is crazy. I, I don't know how the odds were this high for each individual game. Five bucks wins me $113.71. So if Liverpool could just fucking beat Sheffield, I'm confident in the rest of them. So I, I think this is a good parlay of the week. Honestly, it's better than usual. Usually five bucks only wins me like fifty or something like that. So to win over a hundred, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. I'm pretty confident. But now 
we get to JD's dumb shit $1 pick'em. <laughs> God, My favorite, I still have the name for this one. Favorite uh, favorite parlay, favorite parlay, because it's where I just pick the I just pick oh, the yeah. result of every game over the weekend, and it's it's good. It, I put a dollar on it, and if it hits, it wins me stupid money. Generally, I go into it thinking uh, good money. Pr- it wins you good money. Good money. It wins you yes. a little more than good money. <laughs> well, whatever. But I've never won it yet. I haven't won it yet because why would yet. I have? It's, it's ten results. It'll happen. It'll happen eventually, but the thing is, I go into it thinking, okay, if the first like four or five hit, and I can cash out at like a couple hundred bucks, I'm probably gonna fucking do that because the odds of hit- hitting it is insane. But, no, that's the rule though. You can't, you can't jump out of the dumb shit parlor. You gotta let it ride. We uh, set the I hate rules you. In, in, Here's in, the thing. Okay, I I can say that. The, I can say we that all day. To it on the pod. I, yeah, Logan, Logan, Logan. I could say that all day, what? but if I, if I have a cash out option for like two hundred dollars, I'm fucking cashing yeah, out. Yeah, okay. Fuck you know you. what? Honestly, honestly, yeah. <laughs> from from I, a dollar, yeah, I would too. I, so I, I would one hundred percent also cash out. Yeah. Here, here's <laughs> the picks like... for it. Here's the picks for it. Man City, West Ham. I got Man City winning. West Brom, Brighton. I have a draw. Leeds, Aston Villa. I have Leeds winning. Newcastle Wolves. I have Wolves winning. Leicester, Arsenal. I have Leicester winning. Crystal Palace, Fulham. I have Crystal Palace winning. Tottenham Burnley, I have a draw, and I'm sticking to that. Chelsea, Manchester United, I have Manchester United winning. Sheffield United, Liverpool, I have Liverpool winning. Yeah. And Everton, Southampton, I have Everton winning. Now, I put a dollar on this at plus, hold on. Yeah, plus 702,784 odds. (laughs) $1, if I hit all 10, would win me $7,027.84. I was I was oh. blown away because it, it automatically whenever you do a parlay on Fandle, it like it like gives you without hitting your bet slip, it just shows like ten dollars wins this amount. And generally you're not doing a ten game parlay on all the picks, so it's funny to see that it's like ten dollars wins seventy thousand two hundred and seventy dollars or something. And I was like, Holy shit, this is gonna be a good one dollar pick'em. But um dumb shit pick'em. But yeah, that's uh, I, I'm hoping to get a couple of those in the beginning. Lately, it's been pissing me off because the first game will always fuck me, and this is what's gonna happen. I pick Man City against West Ham. That's the first game, and literally West Ham are gonna fucking win. It's gonna ruin my thing, but I'll also make fifty five dollars on my other bets. So I'm hedging my bets. I am hedging my bets here. So either way, I should be happy. Okay, and that'll and, and that'll do it. Hopefully, you'll be happy. Next. Finally, we'll end off on a couple of fan questions. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. You can do that on any of the socials, Facebook, uh, the EPL Boys Podcast, or on Instagram and Twitter at the EPL Boys for both. First question comes from Nito. He asked, what is your favorite piece of soccer merch you own? Mine is my 55-gallon Arsenal trash bin. I think he meant to say five. 55 gallons a lot. If, I don't I don't know if they make trash bits that fucking that's that's a big ass trash can but it's almost as trash as Arsenal. Oh. Got it. But <laughs> mine, mine, mine is probably this framed picture that my girlfriend got me of kind of it's kind of like a memorabilia thing for Liverpool winning the uh, Premier League that she got me for Christmas. So that is actually framed above my uh, above my setup here. So that's probably my favorite. Um, but dude, that fucking away jersey from this year is so clean. It's so nice. I love that fucking kit. But uh, M- Matt, I see a lot of scarves behind you. So I don't know if it is the scarf. So it a- what is so yours? it's two things. So actually, no, I'm sorry. I have three because I really couldn't decide between one of the three. Number one, 
Big shout out to my boy Oscar Reyes. Oscar is a forward, uh, is a defender for the U.S. Men's National Beach Team, but he is also the owner of King Power Shin Guards. Uh, JD will know this. Do you remember during the MLS's back tournament the um, against mm. racism shin guards? Yeah. He, no, I knew who Oscar Reyes is. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah. So he is the one who put them together. I was happy enough to have a couple conversations with him, and he just sent me a pair he signed. So I have them framed on the wall. And then That's one of awesome. my favorite, yeah, dude, I dude, I treasure those things with my life because those it's just such a cool thing, and it backs such a cool story. Yeah, no, that's but, sick. That's sick. Um, yeah. But Logan, you are one hundred percent correct. Um, I do have a wall of scarves. I also have about two tubs worth of scarves that didn't make this wall of scarves. Um, so over the years, um, being a huge MLS fan, traveling to I want to say at least a third of the MLS stadium so far, I basically just am like walk around aimlessly, just asking for scarf swapping because that's a story. I just want to just uh, swap scarves with other people because it's a story. You exchange a beer. It's a great time. But my favorite one by far was my Portland Timbers Timber Army scarf, mostly because I scarf swapped it with a guy, met up with that same guy at a bar later that night. He wouldn't let me buy one drink, and then I ended up meeting timber joey the guy who physically cuts Is that the guy that chops yeah, yeah the guy the, who literally yeah, yeah. yeah dude i think that's sick oh dude it was such, like that scarf means everything to me because basically i got massively plastered about three hours before i was supposed to get on a flight home with one of the biggest icons the best in MLS. Way to fly. oh it's great it's the best way slept to fly. all slept the whole yeah. way home <laughs> All right, and JD, what is yours? What's um, your favorite piece of s- soccer memorabilia? I have a few. I mean, I have I have the 2014 Brazuca, uh, 2014 World Cup Brazuca World Cup ball um, that I played way too much because it was oh. it was a really nice ball. Um, I it's beat to shit because I play so I play with it all the time. But I I have the 2018 Telstar from Russia World Cup uh, that I've never kicked that in my life. Cool. I've that never kicked awesome. it. It's it it's it's a it's a display piece. I love it so much. And then I have I I recently bought an 05 to 07 England uh, Steven Gerrard official yeah, jer- you did. England I'm jersey. Yeah, about that. From I bought it from England. Um from actually if you go, if uh Depop is an app for like um free ad here. Uh Depop is an ad. It's kind of, it looks like Instagram but you can buy like clothing items and you can buy them from like overseas. And fitted for fans at fitted for fans. Check them out. Uh, a friend of mine told me about him, and he just has like like used vintage soccer jerseys that are sick. And I got this thing for not that much money. It's it's a Steven Gerrard 07 to or 05 to 07 like England jersey. Awesome fucking Umbro jersey. I love it so much. But I think my favorite piece of soccer memorabilia has to be. I still have. I need to frame it. I have a my match stub ticket from my first and only Premier League game I ever went to. And the reason it's so important to me is because it was Liverpool versus Tottenham October 17th, I want to say, or maybe 15th, 2015. Little did I know, I bought this ticket months beforehand. Little did I know that it would be Jurgen Klopp's first ever game in charge of Liverpool. And I'm a huge Liverpool fan. And it was at White Hart Lane, which is not a place anymore. So this match, this match st- or ticket stub is probably my favorite piece of soccer memorabilia I own. 
I mean, I, I still can't get over the fact that you were at you were at White Hart Lane and you yep. have gone on record just by bullying Spurs for yep. a couple of times. Yep. <laughs> Game in and no no. It's like, yeah. Well, guess what? I was a White Hart Lane fucker and you weren't. Yeah, uh, game ended nil nil. Uh, Milner was plays play uh, played as a left winger. Uh, Origi played. I think yep. Firmino also Man. played. Yeah, it was it was it was not a great game, but it was awesome to be at White was Hart it, Lane. Was it Adam Lallana like right wing as well? Yeah, I, th- I think I think the front three was Dude. started as Origi, Milner, and Adam Lallana, which was insane. Like, Klopp does Klopp, not get enough credit for what the fuck he did for that team. I know, that team was I know, garbage, <laughs> unbelievably. Dog shit. Yeah, but it was bad. Next question. This is from JC, our French friend JC. This is for JD. Who is JD's next year at Telemans? Um, because every time we bring up Lester, JD's like, oh, I remember your Telemans back in FIFA 16. But it was, oh, he's a great fucking, oh, really young talent. So, but I, I think we know who your Telemans is at this point. So we have to find another person, JD, for you to be like, this guy's going to be the next year at Telemans. I don't know if you have one on top of your head. So I. So the reason, so for a backstory, the reason I talk about Yuri Tillman's is because he was the he was just the FIFA career mode god, just the absolute gem. You could get him from Ander in like FIFA sixteen to eighteen, I think he was still on Anderlecht. Maybe maybe it was like FIFA fifteen to seventeen. You could get him from Anderlecht for nothing, like a couple million, and oh my god, in a couple seasons he was a ninety rated midfielder. It was insane. I actually have thought about this. Who was my next Yuri Tielemans? Because now in the game, he costs a shit ton of money. He's already like 85 rated by the time you're able to buy him. I would say this dude named Karamoko Dembele. He's a winger that plays for Celtic. He's like 17 Celtic, years old. Yeah. He's like 17 years old. Fast as fuck. For a 17-year-old, he is so fucking fast. It's insane. You can literally get him in the game first season for like $2 million. Maybe even less. I think I got him on my... Which which team was it? I think I don't even remember which fucking. Oh, I did a Barrow. I did a Barrow Road to Glory career. Got Karamoko Dembele for like one point seven or or two million dollars or something. He's already like an eighty eight in my fourth season. It's insane. He starts out at like a sixty nine. Nice, but um, yeah, nice. that would be my best because he's not. I mean, he might get sold from Celtic, but he's seventeen. Like he's not. He's not getting any. Like he's not gonna get a big money move or anything because he's not making waves at mm-hmm. Celtic. Like he's just in their youth system. But yeah. That would be my next Yuri Thielmans. All right. Matt, unfortunately, we can't answer this question because J.D. Jaluna has a bonus for Yuri Thielmans really on this pod. This guy, Love him. He's a good player. Love him. Next, next two questions are from uh, Dave from 1577 Productions. Shout out, Dave. Shout out, 1577 Productions as well. Had a couple uh, questions for us. One, how many more seasons do you think Vardy will play? He is a big Leicester fan, speaking of Leicester. And two, will James Madison be gone after this season? I don't know the first question because, like, it's it's interesting because, like, I don't know how many years left Vardy will start for Leicester. I feel like Vardy might play until he's, like, 40. Not for Leicester. Maybe for, like, a different team. But I don't know, dude. I think Vardy, he just, there's something about the motherfucker that's just, like, he just, he just feels like he's going to play for another, like, six years. I don't know what it is. Matt, if you were, if, if I were to say over under four and a half years, the Vardy's still playing football. Would you go over or under? That is so difficult because he's what thirty three right now, thirty three, thirty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just worry that with Jamie Vardy, I don't think it's going to be his body that's going to give up. I think it's going to be like more of a mental thing, and I really think that eventually he's just yeah. going to just hit like thirty six or thirty seven, and he's going to be like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Uh, I am going to go the under. 
but not because it's mm-hmm. not because I don't like Jamie Vardy. Everyone loves a good dose of Jamie Vardy, and I would love Jamie Vardy to be a professional soccer player until into his 40s. At least on a competitive level, I think eventually it's going to run out. So I would say about 37, give or take. You know, you say okay. you say the four and a half. I'm coming in at four years. Like it's it's close. Okay. All right, JD. I'm going so, as well over under. So I'm gonna go under, Four and hands. the reason being is because when you when you think of players that played till they were like 38, 39, even forty, none of them were known because of their pace. Now Vardy is known for more than his pace. He's a very good finisher. He, he has very good technical abilities. But really, everyone should agree when it comes down to it, he is so fast, and that that has really upped his game when it comes down to it. That's the reason that he has played so well for Leicester over the over the years and I think he'll I, I think he'll retire at Leicester in the next couple of years, but he he'll lose his pace. And the problem is he doesn't know how to play without his pace. Like you look at Ibrahimovic, he I, he was a pacey guy like as a young kid, but then then he came more down to technique and finishing ability and just attack positioning. While Vardy does have that I don't think it's on the same level. So I, I don't think Vardy is going to be able to play after like 35, 36. He's not going to be able to do it. And he will he knows that. I think he knows that. Everyone loves Vardy. I just think he knows deep down he only has like maybe two years left at the, at, at a top level. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he fucks off the MLS and gets a big payday, which would be great. Oh my God. I love that. Italy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jamie, love, Vardy, Jamie Vardy, Vardy in the MLS. I want all of it. I want all oh, of it. He'd be I want such all a shithouse. I want all of it. He'd be such a shithouse. It'd come to the New York, come to the New York Red Bull. You'll get free Red Bull. Oh my God! Come on, Jamie Vardy. Oh, it's just yeah, a right. match made in That's heaven. That's it. Also, oh yeah, God. if he plays, perfect... if he plays past thirty-five, his heart will give out from all the fucking vodka Red Bulls. He probably Yo, still drinks. I just, I just can't wait for teammates to walk up to Jamie Vardy in the locker room while he's in the middle of his second Red Bull, like a second pregame Red Bull. Like Jamie, are you ready for today's game? Oh, fuck off! Just fuck off! Get the fuck away from me! I can't wait for it. Fuck off. Yeah. Pass the ball to yeah. me. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I feel like if he does go, it's either going to be to the MLS or, like, Italy. I can see a player like him really doing well in Italy. Just because, like, old strikers do well in Italy. Look at Ronaldo. Look at uh, Quagliarella. I think he was, like, I think he had, like, 31 goals Va- in, like, 2019 at, like, Jamie. 38 years old or some bullshit. <laughs> Jamie, are you taking Red Bull and pouring it into wine? Yeah. And? Heart health. What? Oh, questions. Okay. Wow. Okay, maybe that's like a Vardy secret. Maybe he can play till he's forty if he does that. Like red, like pour a little Red Bull into some some Merlot. Red wine. Oh, you know, swish it around, swish it around in the glass. Merlot, if at, if swish it around the glass, take a sip, and then put your boots on to go play a match. Yeah. If anyone wants to know what I'm trying this weekend, <laughs> Merlot and Red Bull. <laughs> I am not yeah. trying that. I hate red wine. Matt, I don't know. Matt, good. I don't know if you have the ability to withstand it like Jamie Vardas. Listen. Jamie Vardy's had years, decades even, of just constant heart destruction with Red Bull. I don't know. I just <laughs> your body might just I, fucking I, shut down. I, Who I knows? just think of like the second he goes to Italy, I'm like, hey Google. Oh shit! Like my, never mind. Don't listen. No, I actually have a Google <laughs> Mini in oh my, my room, and I like I totally forgot about it. No, stop listening to me. <laughs> Oh my god, Matt! That's the thing. They're always listening, brother. I was gonna, They're I was gonna, listening. I was gonna make a yeah. joke like, uh, how do you say chat shit get banged in Italian? <laughs> oh my god! Chat- no, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not even gonna try to do an impersonation that just would sound uh, racist. But I could, dude. I could see him playing for like a, uh, like a, I don't Roma. know, like a Sampdoria, Roma. like a Fiorentina, Roma. Or, yeah, yeah Roma. Roma. Yeah, it's a face. team like that. Napoli, maybe. I don't fucking know. I just feel like he'll go to one of those teams at some point in his career, or either that, or he'll just retire at Leicester, which I think we all. Want. But another good question: Will Madison be gone at the end of this year? I really don't think he will. I think if they're going to sell somebody in their midfield, I think they would sell Ndidi over anyone because I feel like they have that. Per- I feel like they have a good replacement for him in Mindy, who's been playing a lot as his replacement as Ndidi's been hurt. But they don't really have a cam to really replace Madison. I feel like they want to play Barnes more on the left rather than through the middle. I don't think they're going to sell. I don't think they're going to sell Madison unless somebody's come knocking for triple digits. I don't think they sell Madison for less than 100 mil or 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 like 80 mil plus add-ons. You know what I mean? I really I really think Leicester are using this guy and using this opportunity to be like, listen, we're going to try and get Champions League every single year. And if we want to do that, we kind of can't get rid of Jamie – or not Jamie Vardy, James Madison. Jamie Madison. Um, unless it's for like a just, and just a stupidly high English tax price. I don't think he's gone. I think Madison might be the future for Leicester. I really do. But, uh, yeah, Matt, could you see James Madison leaving at the, at the end of this year? In a normal world, yes. In a non-COVID world, I think James, I think James Madison would have been gone That's last really summer. Yeah, I think COVID. last summer James Madison would have been gone because there were teams that were really interested in him, but Lester made it very clear. It's like 80-something million dollars or don't even bother picking up the phone. It's good that Leicester have that mentality. They're learning that they've taken their in like previous years, taking their star players, selling them for the top dollar, banking the money, investing in someone who's only worth five million, and turning them into someone worth sixty million. But it's exactly as you said. I think Leicester are now trying to make the turn, and they're now gonna stop being a selling club, and they're gonna turn into a buyers club. And I think if you're Leicester, you have a coach who's finally in a system who he's able to express what he wants to do. This team has depth. Even with injuries, this team has been great. And I think if you're James Madison, why would you want to leave? You're making all the money you would want to make. I mean, yes, you go to a Chelsea, a City, a United, a Liverpool. Your bank account's going to look hot. But at Leicester, you're going to play every single minute. You're going to be the most important part of your offense, if not one of the most important parts of your offense. And you're going to be a cult god. I mean, the Leicester fans must think James Madison is just a cult leader at this point for how big he is to that organization. I wouldn't leave. If I was James Madison, I think Leicester is the perfect place for me. I wouldn't go. Your number is the number 10 for a reason, my man. Yeah, but that's that's also a good question, JD. Who who would even at least in the Premier League? Who do you think would anyone really want to buy Madison right now? Yeah, probably. I just don't think anyone has the money, nor do they need him really. Probably Manchester United because they probably have the money and they're they're yeah, Bruno, very loose the fuck with do it. They need, what the fuck do they need Madison yeah, for? How how disgusting would that midfield be with Bruno and Madison? I just I, I think with Madison, I think it comes down to Leicester are going to be true to themselves. They don't want to get rid of Madison. But if the right if the right money comes in, the right money comes in. It's the it's been it's been how they've 
done the transfer market the last couple years. Mares, the right money came in and it made sense. Maguire, the right money came in and it made sense. I just and Chillwell. Chillwell, well. the Chillwell, the right money came in and it made sense. They had ready replacements or they were or they felt confident that they could get a ready replacement, which they did. I think if if a bid from a United or I mean I'm just going to throw out any like Real Madrid came in for like 100 million, I think they take that. And and Madison probably takes it too, just to play on a bigger stage, and I, and then and then Leicester buys some ten million pound attacking midfielder from the championship, and he turns and and it just keeps on going. He becomes the next sixty to eighty million pound guy. It's it's what Leicester mm. do. It's the same. Yuri Tielemans, yeah, they paid forty million for him from Back Monaco, but honestly. I, I could see somebody coming in for Yuri Tielemans. And if the money's right, the money's right. If 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 a big team in La Liga, say like if Atletico Madrid, or if, I mean if Barcelona can get their finances sorted out, or like a Bayern a Munich. One. Or Bayern Munich. I was I was really about to say Bayern Munich, because right now they're playing like Chapel Moting at Cam or like yeah. center forward. Can you imagine they have Madison there behind Lewandowski? Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it'd be it'd be Just disgusting. Be, that'd be disgusting. Just hand them trophies now. Yeah, we're, Just, we already are. Just don't but, even bother playing the Champions League. But that, you know what, what I'm mean? saying is, Leicester Leicester play the transfer market as if the right money comes in, it's the right money. Uh, they 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 won't they won't get in, into like a bidding war. They they don't do that. They just if the, if the right money comes in, the right money comes in, and they'll replace them. But they want they I'm sure they want Madison to stay. They. They want a players like Tielemans, Madison, Harvey Barnes. They want them to stay, but it's when it comes down to it, it is a business. If they can get a yeah. shit ton of money in profit out of them, they're going to because it is a business. I, I'm sure Leicester's shareholders have to be the most happy football shareholders ever because just over the last couple of years. It's got to be the greatest thing. Yeah, it must be really nice to know you're a Leicester shareholder. Because it's just like, dude, we just keep making money on players for fun. But those are all the fan questions. That's going to be the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love and appreciate every single one of y'all. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. And we'll recap all the games on Tuesday. Y'all have a good one. Be safe, y'all. Peace out.